I haven't finished the episode though. I think I got about maybe a quarter of a way through. I thought I can't keep listening because they also made reference to the Last Jedi. Because some of them didn't like, I think a couple of them didn't like The Last Jedi and they're kind of comparing Last Jedi and Halloween Kills to each other as being, you don't really need it, it wasn't very good, it wasn't well written or executed sometimes. And I was like, but I love The Last Jedi. It's I really liked The Last, I think The Last Jedi is the best one of that I trilogy. I do. Lee and like, I are the same. As much as I enjoyed A Force Awakens yeah. because it was like, yes, it's more Star Wars. I did, after a couple of weeks, the shine wore off it because I was like, oh, it's just a new hope again, but with a bird in it. Exactly. And a yeah. cute little ball droid. Yeah. Like, uh, shall we fucking start? Shall we do it? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get it on. We could talk about this in the It was a dark and spooky Halloween night when I, the titular Stace, thought that I would invite all of my freaky friends, including Jenny, to a big dance party, a monster mash. Um, I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to do a riff on the song. Monster mash? Crash I liked it. it. No, it's Crash of Pain. Um, was it? <laughs> Yeah, it's like a star bomb ripoff of the Monster Mash that's right, about right. Um, the Castlevania video games. Yeah. And then I sort of ran out of steam in the middle because I was like, I don't know how to make the rest of this be relevant to podcasting. Um, so, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 122 of Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. Now, I know what you're thinking, folks. You're thinking, Stace, we just had an episode last week. What's this nonsense about? And I'll tell you what it is. It's that I double booked myself because I'm a div. And then I didn't want to cancel anyone because the two lovely ladies I'd booked in are so lovely. I just wanted to talk to them both. So the result of that is that you've got bonus Halloween content, baby. So joining me in the spooky, spooky parlour full of the still ghostly doilies and whatnot is friend of the parlour and excellent friend of me. It's Jenny Newman. Hello. How are you doing? All right. I just got to say, I had to mute my microphone whilst you did your singing introduction. Because mm-hmm. I thought, I don't want to laugh over that or giggle in the background <laughs> and ruin it. And I'm pretty um, sure I ruined it myself. Gonna, well, <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I'm pretty sure this on mute, it won't cancel the court. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just finished my little monologue and there's no one here. I'm yeah. like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Scared her off with my terrifying introduction. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing dear i'm all right you know in a weird covid world yeah, yeah. In, a, in a sort of 2021 way <laughs> yeah i thought 2021 would be better it just seems to like drag on and be the same shit on a different day and year yeah yeah but in saying that you know at least i can go out now i don't go anywhere um, <laughs> I was going to say, we can go out, whether we do we or not, is entirely it's, down to anxiety levels. Yeah, exactly. It's a very different level of conversation and how my anxiety yeah. is that day. And, you know, I'll pop up to Norwich City and have a little little spend, a little wander, a little put my mask on anytime anyone comes within five steps of me. <laughs> Just imagine you're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm basically like Frankenstein's bride, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm the same. I'm like, the instant I step on public transport, I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, what am I doing here? It, why? So I'm, so I'm so pleased that I, I drive because I couldn't do couldn't mm. do public transport. I just, I w- I'd be like, 
I guess Jack Nicholson and is it is it as good as you get to something where he's like a massive germaphobe and always washing <laughs> his hands? I can't remember, I think I might have got that film wrong. Don't worry, <laughs> someone will tell us if what it is. <laughs> that's but, that's the internet for you. <laughs> that's the internet. It's like you were wrong. But yeah. <laughs> I'd be like that with the hand sanitizer every time I touch something and then my hands be in my pockets all the time, which is what I'm like walking around the city actually. <laughs> oh dearie me. I just uh, I just got over my uh, my first big sexy super cold oh, of yeah. 2021 because I went out for my birthday and I treated myself to a shitload of germs. <laughs> <laughs> what a mistake. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, like two and a half weeks later, I was like, how is there still so much snot inside of me? Why? It's like we've forgotten what a bad cold. Well, we have. We have forgotten oh, yeah. what a bad cold yeah. can be. It is yeah. just a snot fest and then it leaves you with a cold. And excess snot for the next, what, like two weeks? Yeah, yeah. My body's just like, do you remember when you stayed in and it was good and you weren't sick ever? Yeah. <laughs> Aside from your IBS, which is which is yeah, constant. I get that, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're like, yeah, body, I remember that. So, yeah, let's keep doing that for a little while longer. Yeah. It's good. <laughs> which is why this Halloween, me and Rich are just having a big old movie marathon for nice. actual Halloween. There's going to be no going out you know if i've got anything to say about it there might not even be any getting dressed it'll just be pajamas and blankets and popcorn i tell you i'm the same and like normally i mean i don't go anywhere for halloween either what am i talking but um we often get trick-or-treaters we didn't last year because everyone was following covid rules of course and i put a sign on our door that said no (laughs) thank you um (laughs) But this year, uh, just in just in case, because people are going to be braver this year and they're like, no government is saying, nah, don't go out. They're saying, nah, go out. I bought a couple of little Halloween buckets from Tesco that have got a vampire and a Frankenstein face on. And I've got this banner thing that I can put across that says, beware, do not enter. So I'm just going to zip tie the buckets to the gate, shut the gate, put the banner on it, make it look spooky, shove some sweets in the bucket and be like, help yourself, but don't come in. You're a much nicer person than I am because Halloween rolls around and me and Richard just like full on let's ignore the door <laughs> time. I would do that too, but I've got two bloody dogs and they bark yeah. a lot. In fact, if they touch the gate and make a noise, they'll bark anyway. Oh, yeah. And mum and dad don't get up. I'm the one who has to do it, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up and answer the door. I want to sit and watch scary movies. I want to watch Halloween. You know, I want to. I want to go 78, 2018, and. Well, eventually 2021, but I saw it at cinema and other scary movies because that's what you do on Halloween. You watch yeah, scary movies. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you're anything like me, uh, and and what happened to me last year is you'll watch scary movies and then have an utter nightmare in the bathroom when a giant spider gets stuck in your bathroom light fitting and won't leave. Yeah. And you just have to watch it run around in there panicking. Can hear its little legs tink tink tinkling on the fucking glass shitting itself i'm pretty sure it's dead body it's still in there because i did not free it from the light because i was scared no it. it shouldn't free it from the light because he was not bothered <laughs> do you know what if it got if it got itself in there and it got itself stuck that's just its life's well, choice and i can't do anything i was about gonna it. say that's on you go out the way you yeah, came exactly you feel like i, mean, I don't know for me it's more oh those scary movies this is fun yay Ah, oh, it's pitch black now because no one else is awake. Oh, I've got to go to the <laughs> toilet and it's really dark. Oh, and then you know that's, that's why the air torch on your phone exists. Yeah, when you've watched a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that happens, and then other mm. times like, ah, oh, I've been to the loo. 
turn the light out after I've unlocked the door, open the door. I'm a bit scared that like Michael Myers is going to be there or Freddie. <laughs> so I don't know why I think this will help me at all, but I put a hand out in front of me. Like, <laughs> yeah, so I can know. just chop it off. Yeah. You know, what ifs? <laughs> Take my hand, not my body, although I'll probably bleed to death. It's fine. Um, <laughs> then I get into bed and I go to sleep. However, I... <laughs> So I watched um, Candyman 2021, um, right? Mm -hmm. And I went to bed and I will, even when I saw the original in the 90s, I will never say or even think his name five times near a reflective piece of glass like a mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when I go to bed, my wardrobe, one door of the wardrobe, which is quite big, is a full on mirror. Mm -hmm. So that I went to bed. Put a dressing game over that. (laughs) It won't fit. It's a literal door. Slidey oh. door, yeah, oh, no. and it's the outside door, so I can't even cover it with the other door. So I had to sleep with my back to the mirror all night. <laughs> did you? <laughs> now we're getting into it. Did yeah. you? Did you? So I've watched Candyman twenty twenty one as well. Did you find it scary? No. no. Okay, good. Because <laughs> so okay, here's the Which, thing. Yeah, go on. Go on. Uh, well, like okay, so I think we talked about the nineties Candyman. I feel like we talked about this last year when we did the, ep- the Halloween episode, Nashers yeah. in a Ham Wallet, uh, which is still <laughs> one of my favourite, <laughs> one of my favourite titles for a podcast episode ever. But so we both talked then about how like we both found the film very scary. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the reasons for that, and I think this ties into the reason why I didn't find the 2021 version scary, is Tony Todd's presence in the movie. Yes. because. In the 90s version, the Candyman, any time he turns up, he looks intimidating. (laughs) He's a scary guy. He's got a scary voice. Like, they scarify his voice a bit in the film as well. But he's got, like, a very deep, sort of powerful voice. Yeah. He's got a hook for a hand. His costuming is, like, spot on. He's got, like, bees dribbling out his mouth. He's, like, the tension between him and Helen is, like... You could cut a slice of it out of the air and have it for your dinner. Like, it's yeah. properly palpable. Yeah, it's um, proper tense and sexual tension, too. It's all... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Whereas this film... So, and we're going to spoil this guy. Um, yeah. They made the decision, which in theory sounds great, but in practice failed miserably, mm. to only have the Candyman appear in reflective surfaces. So, once he was called... You could only see him in like mirrors or particularly shiny windows or mm-hmm. I don't know some sort of like shiny yeah. stuff. And to me, that took that took all the presence of Candyman out of the film, and yeah. it it didn't feel like there was anything in the film that was actually a threat. I feel the same. If it, if it, the presence isn't there, mm-hmm. and for others to see and be freaked out by or whatever, it just that sign of it didn't work for me. And although it was. It was interesting in this one because obviously in the original, the death scenes that were quite gory, quite bloody. You know, it was, it was very slasher film, which is what it is as a slasher. Mm-hmm. But I found in this version, they made the choice or the director made the choice to not really show the kills. Yeah. I, I feel like there was only one kill we sort of saw, which was the two in the gallery. Yeah. Well, actually, we only saw one of them have their throat slit. And the others were all done and the camera was either panning out or if it was the dumb girls at high school. You know, you yeah. didn't actually see anything. You saw some blood dribbling. <laughs> dribbling. Yeah. Let's be honest, it was gushing. Um, <laughs> but you didn't see anything. And then 
I kind of, I guess, I don't know, were they trying to not glorify violence? I don't know, but you're making a slasher film, so I'm not sure what the idea was there. Well, like, the only thing that I could think of, which makes sense symbolically, but again, just doesn't make sense for the actual film, is that I think what they were, and I, I might be putting words in their mouths at the moment so like feel free people to completely disagree with what i'm saying here but i got the feeling that what they were trying to do was to show that the they were trying to take the black people out of the violence in the sense of because mm. like obviously the Candyman older version and this new version is very much about uh, violence against black people yeah. and i feel like this film was trying to focus more on the violence against the black people than it was a bit because obviously the original Candyman is a bit problematic in the sense that you know, the Candyman is a black guy going around doing a bunch of murders. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and he like, he really I didn't discriminate who he killed. That. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to sort of address that a bit by trying to focus yeah. more on the on the violence against black people, which yeah. is a totally valid point And it's a point that needs to be made. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that I found difficult about this film was that I don't think it was saying anything useful about those conversations. Like, mm. You know, there's other films that I've watched that are about similar things where I've come away, like, really thinking hard about certain things and, like, looking at my own privilege and, like, maybe learning something new, if not about myself, then about, like, sort of society at large kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas this film, like, it tells you. It feels like it just tells you, like, did you know gentrification's a thing and then explains to you what gentrification is but then moves on with its life. Like, it doesn't want to actually mm. get into that. Yeah. And I feel like it did a similar thing with the violence where it was kind of like that one of the big stories that was running through it was like these uh, policemen who beat a black guy to death yeah. because he was giving a candy to the kids and they assumed he was the one that was putting razor blades in it but it turns out it he wasn't. wasn't and like i don't know it just seemed to be saying see what happens but then not actually engaging us in a conversation about that in any way yeah and so i don't know trying to say this is what fear does this is what you know that that fear creates mistakes like the policeman feared that the the candy man from what was it the 70s i think that Mm. they killed you know they were afraid that he was the person who was putting razor blades in these sweets when really he wasn't he was maybe just a, a man with a mental illness of some kind you know but they were scared of him afraid of him so they they beat him to death and they're showing what fear in that mentality can do when it's um, not checked or out of control. I don't know. Because I, I felt like in the original Candyman film, I felt like I understood what they were saying a lot more mm. than I do with this one. I felt the message was clearer. But then I was watching that, do you know the documentary, is it um, Horror Noir? Yeah. Which talks about all of horror in the black community, yeah. um, black stars and stuff. And I was watching that and they spoke about the original Candyman because I don't think this one had come out then. And they were saying like that that film was they say like was it one of them said it was sort of made for a black audience but white people to go and see it but it was made for a black audience and I understood that yeah. I also understood in that film what they were doing and what they were saying mm. don't get me wrong I've not watched it for a really long time because it scares me and it's the one film <laughs> I won't put in my collection mm-hmm. although I am tempted to watch it again now that I've seen the new one because yeah. the problem I had with the new one when watching was I was so fixated on remembering the original and how yeah. that scared me and how much the original actor who played Candyman and that was so intense and so creepy and scary as fuck. Yeah. This one was a slight letdown, but it did have some quality moments. Yeah, this is the thing. Like, 
I was talking to Richard about it after we watched it, and I said the thing that I like what the film did overall for the law of Candyman, if that makes sense. So, like, yeah. it this film, even though people were saying beforehand it was a reboot, it is actually a sequel to the first film, the first Candyman. Yeah. But it forgets Candyman 2 and 3, I think. It just sort of yeah, it's, pretended it's, they didn't exist, which is fine because they're both yeah. a big crap. <laughs> it's like Halloween, uh, they've just done a new direct sequel. Yeah, it's just like, do you know what? We liked that first one. Let's move on from there. Yeah. Um, and I think this did really interesting things. I liked the idea of there being like different candy men because violence against black people is perpetrated so frequently and so, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, But it was a different uh, candy man for a different generation as well, wasn't it? It was like... Yeah, yeah. That's... And I liked, I liked that idea that they were sort of building on that once sort of is it Dan Daniel Robertai? I forget I forget what his name is in the first one. That he like once he was sort of his story was sort of done, you know, mm. these things happen so indiscriminately and so often that actually there's always gonna be these stories of, you yes. know, this this has happened to this guy and now he's the candy man and blah blah blah. And I, I really liked the idea of that. Yeah. But I feel I feel like where they dropped the ball was like all of the lead up to that last sort of 20 minutes where that really sunk in because um, yeah. like all of the all of the stuff prior to that to me was just two quite pretentious arty people mm. being around other pretentious arty people going oh gentrification's bad i guess but not actually talking about why yeah. and then some of them got murdered <laughs> like and in the most sort of like i don't know like just kind of boring ways you could imagine yeah um, and i I genuinely was surprised as well that the lead guy, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, like he felt really flat to me in this film. He did to me. I just, he annoyed me more than anything. Well, like I was I just couldn't be arsed with him. Did you watch the Watchmen TV show? No, I didn't. Oh, well, he was in that as Dr. Manhattan and he was fucking phenomenal. So when they said he was going to be in this... I was thinking at first that he was going to be like the main candy man, I suppose. So I was like, this is going to be like if there's ever somebody in our current generation who can take over from Tony Todd as candy man, it's going to be this guy. Like he's going to be amazing. And I was genuinely bored by almost everything about his performance. And I don't know whether that was because like the, the writing or the direction or a combination of things. But I don't know. I never felt like I gave that much of a shit <laughs> no i didn't care about his character no i was I, more interested in his missus yeah um who i didn't realize it until i looked her up is it teona um yeah Te- monica Paris. yeah it was, it was yeah. monica in in that and i was like holy shit i i couldn't place her i recognized her and i couldn't place her but i thought she was really interesting i loved yeah. her character and her brother i thought were terrific um yeah. But what, <laughs> there was one scene that really made me laugh and I thought that's very smart and well done because that's a change up from your run of the mill slasher was when she's looking for Anthony when he's going full on mental break, you know, mm-hmm. becoming whatever. And she's looking for him and she gets locked in at the laundrette oh, yeah. and she's in that guy's office and she's looking around and she opens the door that's like a, and it's a stairway down into a creepy basement and the lights were off and she just opens the door looks it's like nope nope shuts the door again <laughs> I thought yes that's exactly what you should do if it's scary and creepy nope <laughs> absolutely just nope right on out of there I love yeah. that I thought if that was if this was just like a run-of-the-mill slasher that would have been a girl going down the stairs and it would have been the typical you know 
scary stuff. But that, I mean, that really made me laugh. The time that Anthony, the lead guy, when he, one thing he did do that really made me laugh, though, was when he was really drunk at his um, exhibition. <laughs> yeah. And he goes out the door yelling back at that other guy's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> And it really made, and he fell over when he went out the door, but it really yeah. made me laugh. And that was well, about I think, things. I think that's that was like the only time he really showed any personality is probably yeah. why you found that, that bit I think quite interesting. I, yeah. I did say to Rich as well, I said, is it really terrible that I think his paintings are awful until he starts, you know, after yeah. he gets stung and he becomes a mental and uh, <laughs> starts, really starts but, oh, I'm like, those paintings are amazing. Put yeah. them on a wall like yeah. today. <laughs> and I love that they brought back the actress who played um his mum yes um Vanessa Williams I think mm. and I thought that was that was great because I was watching I thought no you can't oh you are you are the original though. well this is the thing because we we saw her and Rich was like get off that actress no way she had a baby back in like the <laughs> 90s or whenever the film's fucking set and then we looked it up and we we're like no it's just the same woman she looks amazing <laughs> She does look amazing. And I, you know, I love that. And like you, I love the whole, you know, mythos and lore of Candyman and the crazy guy that explained it. I mean, I do have that thing where I forget what it's called. It's a weird condition that you don't like seeing like lots of little bumps or holes or or things. Oh, yeah. Uh, My sister-in-law's got that. It's like, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but yeah, I know what you mean. It's so you don't like, like spongy looking stuff and no, not when it's like and there's little things inside it. It kind of it mm. it's it's one of those things like fascinating to look at. I don't want to look at it though. It creeps me out. <laughs> and it was a bit like that when Anthony started to become more like the Candyman and his scaly arm and yeah. Although when his hand got cut off <laughs> and, the, and the hook shoved into the stump. Oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, the last sort of twenty odd minutes of this movie, I thought were brilliant yeah i really <laughs> like, enjoyed those bits yeah i'm really intrigued i kind of hope that there is a sequel because even though i wasn't particularly enamored with this film like i say i do like what it did for the sort of idea of yeah candy man i don't know why though they didn't call it candy men because then it wouldn't have the same name and i don't have to keep going you know the old one or like, yeah. <laughs> like oh. um, I, I mean i watch and that's you know you watch an inch and and then brianna the girlfriend goes and says Candyman, like I think she's does she say it five times or does the cop say it the fifth time? No, she says it five times in the little mirror. Yeah, because he doesn't like kill her, but he definitely makes sure the cops are dead. Yeah. Um, but I loved the way that the beads went around his face and his um his appearance changed toward a different Candyman. Yeah. And then when it did change to Todd, the original guy, all that freaked me out because he he does just. He's so brilliant at, at playing that role. I mean, I've seen him do bits and pieces and other stuff where he's not playing a creepy, scary bastard. I think I've only seen him as a creepy, scary bastard in things. <laughs> like, doesn't he play like the uh, there's like the morgue worker in the Final Fantasy movies? Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> and he's, he's such he, a total he is creep. quite creep in that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just I kind of got the impression that's how his original like version of, of Canyon was going to appear. But I didn't know when because I was always waiting for him. I thought the guy that played the one from the 70s was very good. Mm. But you you can't, like you said earlier, you can't beat the original. His costume, the way he holds himself and looks sort of from under his eyebrows and his voice and and all of that. And the bees. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think that was the... Go on. No, so just when he like looked at us in the camera and I forget what his lines were, but he's like, you know, I'm back. It's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
because <laughs> I think the uh, the bees was an interesting one for me because I don't know how they were tying that into the other Candymen because that's very much a it's part of how they killed Daniel Roberti, isn't it? That's by, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. D- like dipping him in honey and sticking a shit ton of bees on him and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like in that in that first movie, when the scenes of him, like I'm sure I talked about this last year when we discussed it, but like <laughs> the bits where he's standing there and there's bees coming out of his mouth, there were actually bees in that man's mouth. They that's had to put right. like a special thing in his in his so mouth to stop him going down the back of his throat yeah. and i'm just like you know like as as terrifying as that is that's cool as fuck to get like such an amazing effect where i didn't feel like we got any sort of moment like that in this film where you could go oh that is so like yeah. quintessentially candy man and terrifying because I mean, you yeah. just don't see it a lot until that last sort of 20 minutes no um, and of course back when they did the original of course you got all the practical effects everything practical mm-hmm. and of course i suppose there are some humane type animal people that don't want people to do that anymore <laughs> yeah don't sting bees, bees in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like it it's not their habitat no. and they don't enjoy it but um yeah i say that i'm saying i think that that from the original just gives that extra step because it was practical we know from listening to danny robotai that it was um, all practical and he got stung a fair few times whilst doing it. One thing I did, there is a couple of um, sort of arty things about this new version, the 2021, that I really liked. So I liked that the opening, you know, when you got, was it the Universal Studios credits? Oh, yeah. And MGM, and they were all reflections. So they were all yeah. backwards. So you, you're looking at it you're thinking, has something gone wrong? <laughs> <laughs> has, has, have they loaded the projector badly? <laughs> has it gone silly? What's what's Amazon gone and done now? Um, and then, of course, you realise, no, it's because it's reflection and it's mm. all about it, mirrors and stuff. And I loved that. But what I also loved was the shadow puppetry. Oh, yeah. the um, I've got a weird relationship with that because on the one hand, I think it looked amazing and and those bits were probably the most impactful bits of the film for me because like i say i I think this this film really struggled to convey its message in a sort of powerful yeah impactful manner but those bits were very much sort of like oh no Mm. but i also am not keen on that level of exposition either like (laughs) i feel like if you can't just show it me in the film i don't know I don't know. Uh, that that that's just a stay sniggle. That is like I'm I'm like that a lot anyway. I'm not the kind of person who wants to sit and hear a lot of people talking. Like you know, I talked with um Danny on the last episode about Midnight Mass, and I was like, yeah. oh, like that that program is absolutely phenomenal in many areas. But there are so many times when I just wanted to put a crank in it and wind it up a bit because I was like, come on, lads, we've been sitting and talking at this table for a good ten minutes now. Nobody yeah. needs this. <laughs> it, it is. A, I mean, yes, because midnight. I was going to say midnight madness. That's not what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> I would like although, to see that show, <laughs> Although with that, I did really enjoy it, and I, you know, I was a because I said to you before, like we're messaging, really enjoyed it. Dialogue and stuff, cool. I mean, I watched The West Wing over and over again, so I'm used to so much dialogue and stuff happening all the time. But at the same time, I'm thinking, have you not heard of vampires? I'm just. Do, do they- you know what? I always think that about so many fil- like films where they're like surprised by zombies. I'm like, how? Oh, <laughs> We've had these zombie stories knocking around for like a billion years, and nobody's allowed to call them zombies. They're all like shamblers or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh, a bunch of walkers are coming this way. Like, mate, anything that's walking is a walker. That's yeah. a stupid name. <laughs> 
if it's like dead and half its jaw is flying off and it's kind of got that hunched over look and droppy hands, it's probably a zombie. Probably, you know? probably a zombie. You know, quite, I'm, gonna, you know. I'm just going to call it a zombie. And if something is coming after you and it can't be in daylight and it burns in sunlight and it really likes your blood yeah. and it likes to kill you to eat it. <laughs> it did tickle me a bit when the priest was like, look, I've got this gift to give you. And I was like, vampirism. Yeah. That's, not, that's not a cool gift, mate. Can you take it back? Have you got the yeah. receipt? I don't want it. Yeah. He's there going, this is an angel. I'm like, no, come no. on. <laughs> you, you're a religious man. You should know what an angel looks like. And it ain't that. <laughs> But as soon as like that giveaway scene was shown in there, it's like, it's an angel. No, that's the devil. Or at least yeah. a representative of the devil known as a vampire. Yeah, angels should not be fecking terrifying, right? No. That's what I'm just going to put that out there. If angels exist, right, don't be terrifying. No. <laughs> that's not how you're going to get people to go, oh, angels, what a cool really? bunch of lads. <laughs> I'm joining your religion because you look nice and friendly. Yeah. If you're going to look like a giant humanoid bat, I don't want a piece of it. <laughs> Do you not want honest, a piece of it? Just look like I have a hanging scrotum that I did not need to be around or near. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Charming. I, I did have to laugh. Because don't get me wrong. Yes, I enjoyed it. But come on. We enjoy poking holes or having fun with these things. Yeah. When um, the vampire was basically killing the woman who is always in all of this guy's stuff because he's married to her. Yeah. I've forgotten her name. Um, I want to say Kate. It is Se- Kate. Seagull? Seagull? I don't know how you pronounce the surname. I should have looked it up. <laughs> it's something like that because it reminds me of the actress who's in other stuff, but it's not her. Um, <laughs> they got similar names. <laughs> He was in like um, Married with Children and Sons of Anarchy. They've got similar names. But yeah, her, not the Married with Children woman, the broad who's married to the director who makes all of those things and that film Hush, was it? Think? Yeah. Yeah. So it made me laugh when he, the vampire's like killing her and squashing her head whilst sucking out all of her blood. And she's just using the knives to cut holes in his wings. Don't get me wrong. Brilliant idea. But slightly flawed because he still got off and flew off also consider maybe stabbing it in the body yeah (laughs) just i mean i've got the idea that she didn't want it to fly off the island and go somewhere else and do the same thing to other places yeah so like yeah do a little bit of wing sabotage but just have a little think about stabbing it i don't know in the heart (laughs) (laughs) as you know (sighs) we've watched buffy we know these things yeah yeah come on now Anyway, uh, anyway, Candyman. Candyman, yeah. <laughs> Massive tangent. Let's steer it back. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that the overall thing for, with Candyman for me, I think I gave it three stars on Letterboxd out of five. And it was because, like, there was a lot of stuff I liked about it. Like you were saying about the um, the opening sequence being, like, mirrors. And I quite enjoyed, like, there's, like, a credit sort of sequence where everything's upside down. And, mm. uh, you know, there's, there's things filmed from, like, slightly weird angles that do make things seem a bit like... Yeah. 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 Um weird, yeah. But there are there are other other points in the film where stuff like that doesn't work. Like so mm. you mentioned earlier there's a sequence where some dumb bints at a high school are in the toilets and they're like, Oh my god, like what if we said Candyman five times? Oh my god and they're all like, Oh yeah, let's say Candyman So so I'm like <laughs> you say it just like that. <laughs> just like that. Uh, they're actually a lot less annoying than that, but that's the best American accent I can do. So sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, anyone from America is like, oh, can't listen to this bird anymore because she's a disaster. 
So they say it five times in the mirror. Yeah, they say it five times in the mirror and they start getting murdered, as you do. And it sort of cuts to a very bizarre shot, completely unnatural and sort of rubbish shot of like there's a there's another girl who's hiding in the toilet cubicle and she's looking down. So you sort of see it from her point of view, looking under the door where there's a very small compact mirror that one of the other girls has dropped as she was being murdered mm-hmm. so that you can sort of partially see another girl being murdered. Yeah. And it's like, did you just not want to film this scene? <laughs> it's just it. It's like all of the, all of the death scenes more or less are not shown. It's, yeah. it's, it's off camera or it's to the side of the camera, you know? And, and the funny thing about that shot is that she sat on the toilet and so where the where the compact mirror lands, all right, I get it. Yes, you could you could just about make that out from the angle you're sat on. But anything else that's happening to the side, you'd have to be sat down on the floor, like right up against mm. the wall by the U bend of the toilet, to see what's going on. Because you just there's no way that you could see it. So it is a bit weird. It was mm. like, oh, you know when Anthony goes see the reviewer who was like a total bitch to begin with, but then the yeah. murders start happening. She's like, oh, you're really cool. I, I love your stuff. And it turns out she did say Candyman five times because when Anthony runs away and the shot starts to pan out from her apartment, that's when we see something. We obviously guess it is Candyman because we can't see him, but all of a sudden her body goes up in the air and she's sort of like swung from side to side. But you don't really see anything and you have to really be paying attention to watch that happen. Yeah, it's... Like, I'm not somebody who thinks that in a horror movie it should always be gore, gore, gore. Like, yeah. I actually, there are a lot of films where I think people should be dialing it the fuck back. <laughs> yeah. like, sometimes it's too much. Yes. Um, but in this film, I don't know whether they were trying to go for atmosphere more than scares, but I I don't know if they, I don't if think they, they hit the mark. Yeah I, yeah, I think if they were looking for atmosphere, all power to them, but I don't think it worked. Because yeah. it just it it didn't scare me, and the only reason I felt slightly freaked is because I was constantly waiting for the original Candyman guy to show up, and that's all I was thinking of. Yeah, well, that's another thing is that like, God, I just wish studios and reviewers and people who are in films would shut up about stuff before it comes out. Like, how amazing would it have been to have found out that Tony Todd was in that movie by, I don't know, fucking watching Watching the movie? (laughs) Like, I'm having an absolute nightmare about Spider-Man at the moment because, you know me, I'm a big Spidey fan. The two Spider-Man movies are my favourite MCU movies. Mm -hmm. I am very much looking forward to No Way Home. If I'd have gone to see No Way Home and without knowing about it doc ock had just turned up i'd have shit my pants in the cinema i'd have been screaming like oh my god but they've put it in the trailer everybody's been talking about tom holland well shut up about everything that's happening in this fucking film he's like learn to keep a secret lad (laughs) but there's like like people are throwing theories around and some people are confirming them and like i mean i didn't want to know because the trailer doesn't hint at the fact that Toby Maguire or Andrew Garfield might be in it but yeah. we know that already because nobody shut up about it and I'm like that would have blown my tiny spidey mind yeah. <laughs> I'd have seen it for the first time at the cinema I'd yeah. been like ah what am I looking at <laughs> I know it would have been great but Absolutely they just can't awesome can't mind. keep lids on these things anymore it's so upsetting to me because like and I know a lot of people say look you know it shouldn't enjoy it shouldn't ruin your enjoyment of it because like 
a lot of people have said to me before spoilers shouldn't bother you because like do you not ever watch a film twice because you already know what's happening and i'm like the thing is though that first time you experience something is very important yeah like yeah. that's a part of why it resonates with you absolutely at if, the time. if someone hadn't told me before i'd watched it that the reason the sixth sense is so great is because bruce willis is dead and he doesn't know it <laughs> I would have got more out of that film, but because I knew uh, that, it's like, oh, well, it's fucking obvious he's dead. Yeah, I nobody had told me that he was dead, but everybody had told me that there was a huge twist. So I was, I was like, fucking magnifying glass on it right away. Yeah. This twist, then almost immediately, I was like, he's a dead man. He's a dead man. <laughs> that's, and that's the problem with it. Yeah. Although when I watched The Haunting of Bly Manor, as soon as I saw the opening scene of a woman looking down a well, I thought, well, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess around with a well. <laughs> if i've got one piece of advice for this halloween show just never fuck around near a well just, just don't, don't do just don't do it wells are not despite their name they're not good for your well-being they're not they're a bad time mm-hmm. just an absolute mm-hmm. bad touch just stay away they're full of like long-haired nightmare women or giant yes. fall into your doom times people <laughs> or, just pushing you over yeah, Look, i mean let's be honest it's just you know yeah wells mirrors black flame candles you know just don't mess with any stupid spooky shit just stop it just this is the thing right is that i am not even slightly a superstitious person but Mm. i and and i know that the candy man isn't real but like you said earlier i won't fucking fucking do it (laughs) there's nothing reflective in this room aside from i suppose the computer screen but i've got it cranked up real high on the brightness so i can't see myself in it (laughs) (laughs) like there's not like there's no what are you why i know see, <laughs> why there, would is, you? there absolutely is a mirror in the room i'm in but i'm not looking at it <laughs> so it's okay. the crucial difference that's the crucial difference i'm not looking <laughs> at it and that that means it's okay it's not a summoning it's just a talking about it's just a talking about i don't want you i don't need you i like my life stay oh. away i mean well i know i mean life could be better but it won't be made better by a candy man <laughs> no exactly <laughs> <laughs> the presence of a candy man in your life is rarely a good thing exactly um, and I, do, I don't need to tempt that fate i just don't yeah. want it you know i mean i was having a wonderful sleep the other night when was this saturday night sunday morning i had a weird dream i don't remember what happened it was off-putting and when i woke up i could have sworn i heard like a woman or something crying behind me and it freaked me the fuck out and oh i didn't want God. to turn around for like an hour oh my i think God. it was just i feel like it was just a remnant from you know when you're sort of still half asleep but slightly awake so you're probably still slightly like wisps of dreams but you're kind of also aware yeah i think it was more like that there's been a couple of times in my life when i've been genuinely scared about things that i thought might be spooky and then they turned out they weren't and one of them was when a magnet popped off my fridge of its own accord uh-huh. uh, and not not like slowly demagnetized and slid to the floor like 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 popped off the fridge but it just turned out that actually what happened was the ceramic part of the magnet had come away from the magnet part of the magnet just fell off <laughs> um, but i thought that was obviously a ghost and then there was another time when i was downstairs watching something and rich was upstairs about to get in the bath mm. and um he hadn't realized that his phone was still paired to the tv <laughs> so i was in the middle of watching a film and then all of a sudden uh spotify came on and it was playing uh i can't remember what song it was but it wasn't a particularly upbeat song and i was like what is that <laughs> Ghosts are changing the channel to spooky songs. Uh, and then Rich texted me and said, is this playing downstairs? Because nothing's coming out of my phone. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh that's, it's what's you. Ha- oh. that's what's happened. And then the other time was when 
<laughs> we came home from being out drunk pre-COVID, obviously. Yeah. Uh, me, Rich and Key. And um, Rich and Key did that thing where they're both like, let's turn off all the lights and put a scary movie on. And then promptly fell asleep. They do it <laughs> every fucking time we come back from somewhere and we're a bit tipsy. Like, they'll be like, let's put film on and then fall asleep. So they turned off all of the lights and then they put on the newer remake of The Evil Dead. Oh, which. Yeah is actually quite a scary and gory and jump scary movie so i was sort of like oh no and then of course when it finished and everything just went off i could hear whispering and i was like oh god something's in here with us that was another case of rich accidentally having put something on his phone but turned the sound down real quiet (laughs) so it'd obviously been playing throughout the whole film but i hadn't noticed because the film was on but as soon as it was finished i could just hear like this like titty sort of See, whispers. Have, a, have a similar sort of thing. So the room I'm in is like is a den. It's where I watch all my movies, games, where I work and everything. On my Xbox, I have an external hard drive. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realise this until later, but I was sat in here one night. I've just switched everything off. I was about, you know, get ready to go off to bed or whatever. And I could hear this noise and it sounded like a woman crying. You know, like... like <laughs> sort of thing God. and I could not figure and it freaked me the fuck out and I couldn't figure out what it was and I could hear where the sound was coming from because there's a blooming great big window at the end of this room yeah I mean I have blinds and they're always shut unless I'm an idiot and forget to and I'm always afraid that at night time I'm going to look up at the window and there's going to be someone just stood there because <laughs> this is what this is what a lifetime of watching in lifetime what it is really a lifetime of watching slasher movies does to you mm-hmm. like someone's just going to be there but um I just couldn't figure out what this was. And then I heard it again and I realised it's coming from my Xbox. It's coming from the external hard drive. It's like the external hard drive every now and then just kind of whizzes on and whizzes off again. Oh, God. But it's a noise of its little motor inside. It's like, it sounds like a weeping woman and it's frigging terrifying. <laughs> no, I don't That's, like that. No, I don't, I, like that, I, don't, I don't like it either. No, why would you make it sound like that? I don't know. I know, I makers of Xbox, sort that out. I know. I Next time, that. make it so that it sounds like when it comes on, it plays like a jolly tune, That's like the Cantina band theme or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and then I can just be pleasantly annoyed by it, and that's fine. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because obviously, I mean, if you feel we're done with, with talking about Candyman. Yeah, I feel like I've said my piece. Yeah, so I was going to, I'm the same as you, though. I would give it a good three stars. I think yeah. that's fair. Definitely better than average. Yes. But but not what I wanted <laughs> no exactly I suppose like, it is alright yeah you know because yeah. I was, well, was going to link that like whole like spooky person outside your window it's full on Michael Myers that's what <laughs> that's what that is <laughs> ah so Halloween kills eh Halloween kills I loved it I Me really too. enjoyed it and yet there is such polarising opinions about this film so many people hate it and I've it's given it it's a marmite so much- isn't it it really like is total like all of the reviews i've seen i've not seen a single like eh, this is all right it's always it's it's either been this is a travesty and a, and a mockery of the halloween name or like this is great and i loved it <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's bit i've only seen that uh, in the facebook group i'm in one or two people say do you know what i didn't love it didn't hate it i enjoyed it that'll do <laughs> it's, yeah. and i'm like i appreciate that that's good but the others that are like, this is terrible. This is Rob Zombie awful Halloween resurrection. Terrible. Oh, no, it isn't. And it's not. I'm like, are you it's mental? not at all. I mean, I've watched all of the Halloween movies. 
It took me a long time to get to Halloween 3 because I've always considered that to be dreadful. And I still consider it to be dreadful. We all do. <laughs> <laughs> Lee doesn't. He loves it. And I appreciate uh, that too. Well, Lee's a weirdo. He's a delightful weirdo. But he's a weirdo. Love him, I do. But on this one, I'm like, nah, mate. Because somehow they're scraping off bits of Stonehenge and it's making people go batshit crazy and they're killing kids in Halloween masks. And that annoying song and Shamrock. Anyway. Yeah. But I I loved it. I went to the cinema to see it because I saw the 2018 one in the cinema and I thought, I have to see this one in the cinema. So I'm just going to mask up and just go. And I did in the early afternoon when I knew it would be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) But I really liked it. And some of the other stuff I've seen people complain about is, and I don't know how they missed this because they've been told this since they said they were making the film. They didn't realise it was picking up straight after the 2018 one had ended. Right. It was just a continuation. And they felt like had they known that, they would have watched um, the 2018 version first before Mm -hmm. going to see it. Now, I think it's good practice just to maybe do that anyway. Like if you're going to go see a sequel, maybe watch the one beforehand just to refresh the memory Although yeah. I've, I've watched the 78 and the 2018 and every other Halloween so many times, I didn't need a refresher. I did it anyway because I thought fun and it was fun, but I wouldn't have needed to watch a refresher because <laughs> I've seen yeah. it. And I've just been studying it for my MA and, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, that's been one of the complaints as well as bad writing, well, bad acting. Okay, so let's get into it. So the... I've seen a lot of people complaining, A, that they didn't realise it was a sequel to the 2018 one, and also sort of linking to that slightly, that they didn't realise it was going to be the middle of a story. So I don't know what people have been looking at, like how have you been existing on the internet knowing that a Halloween trilogy is going to happen, but yeah. thinking it's not going to be a trilogy? I <laughs> like know. I can't, I cannot, I cannot fathom that at all, but... It's- I will say this, like, I genuinely think this film did a really good job of being a middle movie without being wishy-washy. Yeah. Because the issue with being a middle movie sometimes is that you can feel like you're not getting a full story because you've not got the first, you've not got the beginning, you've not got the end. Yeah. You've just got this sort of, like, mid-section that's sometimes a bit fillery or whatever. I I think this film was actually really good at balancing that because it it did... It did just enough of the sort of recapping without being too. Too, I'm just going to tell you like the whole, whole first film. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like it, like it, ga- and it gave you different perspectives of that first film as well, which I really yeah. liked. Like it wasn't just like here's a recap of exactly what happened with yeah. literal clips from set like. 1978 like no there were a couple but like a lot of the 1978 footage was like new it was footage from different people which i thought was really good it was so good and i i really even in i don't think they needed to include him but i liked that they included loomis me too and showed him what i didn't realize until i saw it through one of the halloween instas was that they actually it wasn't cg they actually had an actor and they made him up and i thought yeah christ because it was really good yeah, I think I actually think that's probably better than CGI because there's yeah. something uncanny about mouths in CGI. Yeah. I just don't think we've mastered the animation of a mouth yet. Yeah. And the eyes, they're all, they always look dead. They're um, dead and they're just too glistening, you know, yeah. it's like too Disney. And I completely appreciate that. But how they did it for Loomis and this, I thought was yeah, I thought really that was so good. And I, I mean, I, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, I, I, just gonna say I, I really thought the 78 stuff was done really well. Yeah. And really enjoyed it. Yeah, I th- I was 
so I was uh, not worried because that makes it sound like I was like <laughs> lying awake at night panicking about a movie. <laughs> but I was sort of concerned that it was going to be that this was going to be filler and that I wasn't going to get a satisfying story out of it. Mm. But I personally, it felt to me like this is the movie that Halloween 2 should have been back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, like the, you know, yes, Laurie's in hospital, but now we've got Michael doing X, Y and Z around the place and pe- mm-hmm. the people have had them feel losing their fucking minds. Yeah. Um, and I felt like there was the the end point where people are saying, oh, it's not. It's not the whole story. I haven't got the whole story. Well, of course not, because there's a fucking third film coming. But also, where it ended, I felt was like a perfect sort of like, you can't do that. Me too. I was so pissed (laughs) off about that ending. I want the third one. Like, no, give it to me now. Yeah. And the other thing that I will say about it as well that I really liked is that I have got a proper bee in my bonnet of late about films being unnecessarily long. I think I talked about this on the on last week's episode with Danny. I can't remember what it was in reference to. But like there are so many films that I see now where I'm like, it's somehow it's two hours 45 could have easily been just two hours and it would have been much tighter and neater and better and less flabby yeah and this film did not feel like two and a half hours to me like i was there was not a single frame of this film where i was bored no. or i was like how long has this been on it was yeah. constantly like it was here's some exciting things to look at yeah exactly yeah. it was constantly um, moving and moving forward even with the flashbacks yeah. it was still moving the story on and yet I was listening today and I've heard others say they, they were a bit bored of it. They thought that the writing wasn't great. Like there was a whole amount of time where nothing was happening. They were just having a conversation. It's like, but are you listening to what they're saying? Yeah. Are you listening to what they're doing to move? And let's not forget, like you've just said, and this is a thing that I've seen a few people comment like us saying, this is the middle part of a trilogy. This is yeah. the middle, middle setup to get to that end part, which I heard today, and I've not heard the creator say this, but someone commented on Facebook today to say that the next film was going to be a time jump. Oh. And I hadn't heard. I mean, it makes sense because, honestly, how long can Halloween night be? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, so I'm going to do some reading up on that and see if it's true, because someone said they'd heard the creator say it's going to be like a four year time jump. And it's like, well, I know that Michael got like pitchfork in his back. He's been shot, stabbed had the shit kicked out of him set on fire set on fire a couple of digits shot off i mean the dude could probably do with a breather yeah but to disappear somewhere for four years i don't know that seems like an awfully long time the thing is though i suppose if i suppose it depends how you're taking this uh so if we're if we're sodding off everything that came between the first original Halloween movie and then Halloween 2018, yeah. then it's been like 40 years yeah. <laughs> that, it, that he was just slinking around in the background planning his fucking nightmare knife revenge. So I don't think it would bother me that much if there was a bit of a time jump. I mean, it makes I, it I think it would sense. it would be good in, in the sense of Laurie being more of a yeah. part of it because she's so injured at the moment. <laughs> but and I feel like we can't throw like, anything else at her because then we'll be yeah. getting to Michael levels of like, why won't you die? You die? <laughs> and this is the other thing people were complaining about. It's like, Jeremy Lee Curtis is barely in it. Dude, she got like knifed in the gut and she had yeah. open surgery. The woman can't just get up because she's not actually Michael Myers' sister. Yeah. She can't survive like he can for whatever reason he's now supernatural when the writer said he's not supernatural but i don't care about that either so that's fine yeah i'm not that i, I don't really care like I, 
there are some things where if I'm having fun, I will forgive stupid yeah. leaps of logic or yeah. things like that. So I don't, I genuinely don't care if you could chop his head off and he carried on walking after you with a knife. Like I think I'd be like, ah, know, it's rad. Was, it was practically Halloween H two O, but you know. yeah, okay, that was less rad. Um, but, um, <laughs> but it's like you know, she was wounded in a hospital, but the scenes that she had in the hospital, especially with the sheriff, I thought oh, were really great. I really enjoyed that character building between the two of them because I loved the 2018 Halloween. The problem I had was that Jamie Lee Curtis, bless her heart, she is not a fan of watching scary movies because they scare her, even though she is in one of the most famous ever made uh, of slasher genre. She's, she's, she doesn't watch them. She's scared of them. And she was like, Halloween 2018, it's so scary. It's the scariest one. I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to be able to feel scared again. Watched it. Oh, cool not that scared but there was there were some great jump scares though oh yeah i mean the thing one of the things that i really liked about halloween kills is so the thing about the thing that's scary about michael is that he's relentless right is that he keeps coming back so he's not scary because he's suddenly there because he's actually Mm. quite slow and yeah ambling like he's not in a rush you're gonna die once he set his eyes on you you, you're dead like don't even worry about it he'll get you yeah Um, so like the thing about him is that like yeah he's always just like just relentlessly come in yeah. and so because i've have seen a lot of people say like all oh, the you know there's no tension like he's just knifing people and i'm like you don't do you not find that scary i find what? that terrifying that he just like balls out walks into any old house that he wants yeah knifes everyone inside like and just strolls on out like it's nothing even though half his face is fucking burnt to burnt off and he's had I mean, his look, digit shot off it did look really cool i mean that when he's rad i love the mask and i love I mean, even just gutting all those firemen, I felt for the guy who had the big oh my God. <laughs> electric saw. Jesus. <laughs> Jeez, Louis. When he went, when he was going through those firemen, like apparently Rich Rich was saying, like, oh, I don't really frequent like subreddits and stuff because I think the internet is largely terrible. Um, <laughs> there are some good corners of it, but largely pretty terrible. But he was saying that like a lot of people were complaining about that because he shouldn't the movie shouldn't have shown him like murdering first responders. And I was like but this is what makes Michael scary. Yeah, he exactly. doesn't give a shit who you are or what you do. You are in his way of getting to Laurie. What he wants, like, yeah. yeah that's, he that's wants to kill her. And yeah. if you're in his way, you will die. Like, yeah. Yeah. Leave Haddonfield, get the fuck out. <laughs> I mean, because the amount of the people that I've seen say, yeah, you should really watch Halloween 2018 again or just watch it to remind you of things like, remind you how Michael got to Laurie's house. It's like, how could you forget that the crazy new Loomis drove him there? Yeah. And did all that stuff because he was a madman himself and things. But no, I'm with you. It's like, he's relentless. He's a serial killer. He's just going to go out and if you're in his way, he's going to kill you. I mean, when he went into that old couple's house and the old woman was using the drone, which I thought was really funny. Yeah. And and then he just, Michael just comes into the house and he just like fucking goes for it. Even I thought it surprised me because I, I never think of Michael in this way, you know, thinking forward of what weapon he might use next. But yeah. when he grabs the, um, the light tube and yeah. just grab that and twist it out and use mm-hmm. that. To, to kill the person was it the woman he killed with that or the man i can't remember i can't quite remember quite frankly it was a bloodbath in that household and fuck <laughs> <laughs> it was. Ah. and then just the way i mean he was obviously michael was obviously very angry he'd just been burnt he probably you know probably a bit stingy 
because yeah. the amount of knives that he shoved into that old dude on their kitchen counter. Yeah, he was having a good time with that knife block. Yeah, I was like, mate, <laughs> come on now. Three's enough. Okay, keep going for five. That's fine. <laughs> My mother-in-law bought us a knife block uh, for Christmas a couple of years ago, but she was really reticent to do it because she hates knife blocks because she thinks that if somebody breaks into your house, it's like too available a weapon for them to get you with. And I'm like, don't worry about it, Pam. I'm never going to show Pam this movie because she'll be like, see, a knife block was his undoing. And I'm like, no, the Michael was his undoing. <laughs> similar thought, but I also think, but that's also weapons for me. If someone exactly. in my I'll just have to get there first. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not that happens is an entirely different story. I also heard comments, or heard, I should say, I read comments about uh, people not bothered or enjoying the original characters from the 78 film coming back, and yet yeah. I bloody loved that. So I... I'll say this, I like I like Halloween, the 78 version, and I've seen it probably maybe four or five times. Yeah. Um, but I'm not like, you know, the world's biggest Halloween fan. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> I enjoy the movie, put it on, you know, around Halloween, enjoy a good spooky time. So when they came back, I was like, not that bothered either way. Like, it could have gone, depending on how good they were still at acting and where they went with the story. I was like, this could go either way. I'm not like, oh, they're back. And so I'm happy. But I'm also and, not like, yeah. oh, no, they're back. So I'm like, so I was very like blank slate with that. And I thought where the story went was actually really clever because at the start of the film, when, oh, God, what's his name in it? Is it Tommy? Tommy Doyle, yeah. Yeah, it gets up on the stage. Ball. Yeah, he gets up on the stage and he, during the open mic night and sort of tells the story of what happened in the in the 70s. Yeah. Um, what I really liked about that is that that automatically sets you up for, like, this is still fucking him up, yeah. like, nobody's fucking business. Like, he can't get this out of his head. Fair enough. <laughs> like, yeah. not judging the man. Absolutely. Like, I don't even know how he leaves the house anymore. Because <laughs> I wouldn't. Just, which is exactly um, what happened to Laurie. So it's still this post-traumatic yeah. trauma. And I liked the fact that they they sort of built that up into a an almost hysteria because I've seen like I hate to keep saying like oh I've seen people whinge about this but it's sort of put in context to why I want to talk about the bits I want to talk about but a lot of people were very cross at the section in the hospital where yeah. everybody gets locked in because they think Michael is there and then they sort of chase the wrong man around the building mm. um, and everybody's in a frenzy of like you know evil dies tonight and all that stuff and while I do think the dialogue was a bit clunky in places in there I think what a lot of people seem to be missing is the sort of way that that Michael has embedded himself into particularly Tommy, but also like a lot of the other residents of Haddonfield mm. so much that, especially after him telling that story to a bunch of people in the town earlier in the movie, like just <laughs> putting the fear of God in everyone um, yeah. that like they're saying, you know, we're not going to be afraid anymore, but actually no, exactly. it's the complete opposite. They're shitting themselves. Yeah, they're, absolutely- <laughs> they're absolutely shitting themselves and they're working themselves into a complete and total frenzy to yeah. the point where they can't even see what's happening anymore. And they don't even really care as long as something happens that makes them feel less scared. So yeah, they but- chase this poor man out yeah. of a window. I completely a- agree. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of people seem to have missed that point and just saw it as being like, oh, mobs are bad. And I'm like, that's not. That's not what's (sighs) happening, though. It's like they're so they like it's like you say, they think that they're taking back control. Yeah. But they're not. They're so afraid that through with their fear, they're blind to what they're truly doing. And it's obvious that this 
unfortunate man from the, the mental hospital, escapee, is obviously not Michael Myers. We yeah. know that. And Karen knows that, Laurie's daughter. Even Laurie saw him and said, that's not Michael, that's not him, because she's bloody seen him. Yeah. She knows, and eventually it sinks in with Tommy, but it's too late then. The the crowd is in a massive frenzy. They're not even the police, but the police in Haddonfield are shit, let's be honest. Yeah. They can't stop it, and, and the poor man commits suicide rather than being killed by a mob, you know, because that's what would have happened. Yeah. Um, it's I, I actually found that piece, that, that bit of it, like, really quite powerful. Me too. Because it, it was... What's the word I'm looking for? Like, it, it felt very much like... Like it was, it was talking directly about how fear can drive you to be doing Stupid the wrong thing, thing even yeah. for the right reasons. Absolutely. And what, what I did really like about it as well was I felt like Judy Greer was done a bit of a disservice in the 2018 mm. Halloween. If I'm honest, I don't even really remember what she did in it that was really Not that what? useful. Until, yeah. the very, until, <laughs> until the third act, she didn't do a lot. So I was quite happy that she got a lot more room to play this time. Me too. She, I um, love her. I'm really pissed off, really but good. I love her. <laughs> she was she was genuinely really good. And the um Andy Matachnik well I can't pronounce her surname, but uh, Alison Mat- Mat- her Matachak. I think it's that. like Matachak or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That they were both like was so really good. great. And it was oh, I thought it was great because like like I say, I know a lot of people were upset that Laurie took a bit of a back seat, but I actually think it was I not only was better. it great. Here's a massive clanging spoiler, everybody, even though we've been spoiling it loads anyway. Not only did I think it was great that those two characters got a bit more sort of to do and you saw a bit more of their personalities, mm. but then also I think them, I'm going to assume both of them are dead because I can't see how Michael would have got upstairs to kill Karen. This is what I don't understand either <laughs> because they must have they must have skewed the times from when Tommy said, because when they're all beating the shit out of Michael because they cornered him mm. and they're all beating him up, even a woman brought her iron, don't ask, but she did, and they're all beating him up and they say to Karen, go and be with your daughter and she shoves a knife in Michael's shoulder and you're like, well played. Yeah. I would have put it in his head, but okay. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, his shoulder wouldn't be doing it for me at all. <laughs> it's like either base of the neck or in the head. That's That would have been me. But she, but she leaves and then Michael fights back as we knew that he would so it feels to me like did they skew the time so like when she was going back he was doing that and somehow he got round to the back of the myers house or actually big john little john who i loved so much into their house and somehow got upstairs with no one seeing him and into his sister's bedroom Mm. to then kill karen i was so angry they killed her off but i knew it was going to happen well, this is the thing. I feel like this is going to be a really big driver for Laurie in the next. I do. Movie. I think that's um, the catalyst that pushes her to go for him. Yeah, but that's see, that's why I thought the other girl, because I'd assumed in my head, and it'd be interesting actually now to see what the actual case was and whether they clear this up in the next movie. Yeah. I thought what must have happened is that he must have just basically followed her home and then murdered her daughter outside on the stairs and gone upstairs and killed her. So but I just then, assumed he wasn't bothered about anybody like. I'm guessing like he was just going to do a murder on everybody. Yeah, because does he just like got everyone, like the people that were helping Alison and Karen and the police and then the ambulance that was showing up. That's when Karen, for whatever stupid reason, thought, I'm going to look out the window and see what Michael sees. And he just stands and looks gormlessly out this window. <laughs> and I'm, I look forward to understanding what the fuck that's about. But I, I was a bit, it did give me, I knew he was going to appear. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I really hoped it wouldn't. 
And I just knew that Karen was not going to survive. And I feel sorry for her also that she's called Karen in this film. Yeah. For reasons of social media. And I feel sorry for pretty much anybody called Karen. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I oh. thought Judy Greer was so good. And the three women together as a unit were so good. Yeah. Together as well. I mean, I see Halloween ends as that's the catalyst that pushed Alison and, and Laurie to hunt Michael and kill him. And yeah. I quite frankly see Alison being the final girl and Laurie dying probably with Michael because I can only, I mean, when they did, I, uh, I was listening to, I think it was Eli Roth's History of Horror and he interviewed Jamie Lee Curtis. And I think she said in that, that when she did Halloween H2O, she thought that was going to be like the perfect ending to yeah. the Halloween franchise and she wouldn't do another, but they did Resurrection which is so awful. It's so <laughs> awful. And she said, you have to kill me in that one because Laurie would not be able to live with herself if who she thought was Michael actually wasn't. He swapped clothes with some ambulance person and she chopped off somebody else's head. So you have to kill me off in the next film. And I can only imagine that it's going to be, this is the last time that she wants to play this role. I think yeah. it's the last time she possibly can play the role. Well, yeah. To be yeah. honest. And I... I don't, like, I don't know... I don't want to like sort of think about the next film too much because I don't want to mm. potentially spoil things for myself. But I don't know whether I would prefer her to live or to die because on the one hand, I think if she died, but she died killing Michael, Michael mm. that that would be super impactful and I probably would cry. But yeah. I also feel like part of me would be punching the air if she lived as well. <laughs> me too. I do. You know, I'd be really happy either way. I feel like in some weird way, like writing it, I imagine they'd go this way because oh, hero's death. But also, if her and her granddaughter kill him and survive, I'd be really happy too. But they have to really just take off his bloody head and split his body apart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And burn all the pieces and then put the ashes of those pieces in, in different like places. 12 different places across <laughs> the, like, fucking Jumanji, bury them in urns or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> like, put them in places that no one's going to know and you're going to take uh-huh. those places to your grave. Shoot one of them into space or something. Exactly. Like, just... Be- I mean, Jason went to space. We could allow Michael to go there. but come on. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Can you imagine? Uh, yeah, I don't understand all the vitriol towards Halloween kills. Like, I've seen a lot of people say, oh, it's cheesy. And it's and I'm like, first of all, I don't I don't actually think it is cheesy I at all. I don't think it's cheesy at all. Um, I, but even if you did, I think, to be honest, if you can't be cheesy in a horror. I don't, I don't like, know where else you can be. Yeah, I love I a good mean, bit of cheesy horror. I mean, if, have you watched slashers ever? They're not all high art, you know. Yeah. Things like The Get Out and even Candyman 2021 to a point, they're a slightly sort of, I don't know what, they, there's a certain term for it, but they're like a, like a, almost a higher art of horror Yeah. than what things like Halloween and Scream and all of those are. They're very, they're very different level. If you were going into Halloween Kills expecting some high brow... <laughs> sort of thing and not expecting the middle of a story that is a continuation in in a trilogy that wasn't just going to be really and it is really brutal it yeah. is one of the, it is one of the most brutal halloween movies i've watched but yeah, i mean i loved, yeah. I loved it well like, I, this is this is what i said to rich i said like a lot of people have said it's it's oh it's too brutal it's too gore it's too much and i was like it's literally called halloween kills this the is the movie yes. where yeah. he's doing all the kills yeah <laughs> 
Exactly. I don't exactly. know what you were expecting from this if it wasn't Michael Myers doing a bunch of murders. <laughs> it's not like Halloween sleeps, is it? Come on. No, it's not like, you know, Halloween goes to the park and enjoys himself on the swings. Like, well, he, he did in a way. <laughs> <laughs> he had a right good time on the swings and on the, the spinny thing. <laughs> and the, the little roundabout, yeah. yeah. Didn't think of that, did I? <laughs> I I love this anyway. Like I would happily, I'd happily watch it again. Like now, and I only watched it like a week ago. Like Same. I thought it was really, I had a lot of fun. It was never boring. The kills were great. You know, I thought the caliber of the acting was like for the most part. There's great. like there was only like two people in this that I thought your acting was a bit shaky. But you know what? Maybe you haven't done it for a while. Yeah, and that that was. Anthony Michael Hall, who played Tommy, he yeah. wasn't the original Tommy from 78. They, I don't think they could get him because I think there was clashes or something. Oh, okay. So they got Anthony Michael Hall, who we know from like Brat Pack movies. Sometimes I felt he was a little bit over the top. Mm. <laughs> like when he rushes in to see Laurie, say, what should we do, Laurie? What should we do? I thought, just dial it back a little. <laughs> She's just been stabbed. Give her a just, second. So just dial it back. And then although I liked having her back in her original role, I did think that, Oh, Kyle Richards, who played Lindsay. Mm. For the most part, she was very good. Someone I saw comment that she's a really great actress. I mean, that's an opinion. Um, (laughs) But but I just I was watching the scenes where all of a sudden she was hiding in the trunk of a tree from Michael as he went across the bridge. And then when we see her again, she's sopping wet. So they've obviously cut a scene, which I'm sure we'll get to see another point sometime. (laughs) So I did see a behind the scene when she was like, those guys in in that river there got sticks making sure that there's no gators. I'm like, (laughs) you poor bugger. Um, Oh, no. But then she's sort of like laying on the the bank of of the water, uh, really upset. Completely get that. It was not the best performance I saw in the world. But didn't ruin the movie though. Like, it doesn't ruin the movie at all. But it's like when when Tommy is helping Lindsay into the hospital, <laughs> that was a bit weak for me. But it didn't ruin the movie at all. It just added to what this kind of movie is like, really. Yeah. Still a lot of fun. I'm still really glad they they you know they were in it. The characters were reprised. I loved seeing the original nurse Marion. Yeah. Nancy Stevens, that was great. And I loved the little echoes they did from Halloween 78 with her scene. I mean, she died a grisly death, and I feel sorry for the guy that got the knife <laughs> in the eye. Oh. Funniest thing, though, when the um, the doctor, the lady dressed up as a nurse, but is actually a doctor, and has got that yeah. stupid-sized gun, and she pulls it to try and shoot Michael, and he kicks the car door, <laughs> and her arm comes back around on herself, and she shoots herself in the head. <laughs> I laughed so much. <laughs> oh God! Like some of the some of the murders were like proper chef's kiss. I was like, "What am I looking at? This is brilliant." Okay. So, yeah, I, I I am totally. I'm very excited now. Like I liked Halloween 2018 quite a lot, but I wasn't like chomping at the bit for Halloween Kills. But yeah. now I am very much like, okay, yeah, give me give me Halloween ends as soon as yeah. possible, like. So, and um, I think it should be next year. Yeah, fingers crossed. Everything goes to plan. Um, it will be next year. Yeah, I, I am quite excited for it now because I think I just had a lot of fun with this one. And I think I think one of the issues I've had with a lot of horror films that I've watched lately, because I do try to watch like lots of horror in like sort of October, September time. Yeah. And um, a lot of horror 
that I've seen that I end up disliking a lot is because it's it can be very po-faced like it can yeah. be very sort of like take me awfully seriously but then there's like a clown on a unicycle with dripping <laughs> teeth going <laughs> and I'm like I can't take you sit stop trying to <laughs> act like you're some fucking art house cinema piece just yeah. murder someone or they're just generally crap. Um, but which is a lot uh, of them now. Yeah. But yeah, so like having a film where I, I could like, and the thing is as well, I've said before, like my memory is really bad. But this film did a really good job of sort of recapping the the most important bits that you needed from seventy eight and twenty eighteen. Yeah. For you to, but I I think you can watch this without having watched either of those. I think um, so. And again. it doesn't doesn't waste half of its like, film time or script time recapping 2018 or 78 like you said earlier it gives you a different perspective on those nights you know but you kind of get the idea of why like Alison and her boyfriend are still in their costumes from the party they were at the other night or that earlier that night and stuff and no I think you, you can watch this one fine I mean looking ahead to future films I mean I'm looking forward to Scream 5 and that's going to yeah. go one of two ways. <laughs> so. oh, like I saw the trailer for that the other day, and honestly, I like I have no idea whether I'm in or not because I'm like, okay, that looks exactly like what I thought it would look like, but I don't yeah. know if that's good or not. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know if I just want another screen. Yeah. But similarly, I might do though. I'm quite excited about that. I'll I'm definitely quite, give I'm, it a whirl. I think for Halloween Kills, I'd give it a solid four. I don't think it's quite five. Yeah. But I'd give it a solid four for that one. I can't remember what I gave it. It was either a four or a four and a half. Like I was well impressed. Yeah. I think it was. I think it because for me as well, like it held my attention for two and a half hours. Yes. And, and very few films do that. It's like a bit of an aside from the spooky stuff. But I watched um, Dune the other day, and that is another film where I like got to the end of it, and I was like, that was two. That was two and a half, nearly three hours. Like, oh, what? I had no no idea because I was just like fully engaged yeah um and I think that like films for me now they either need to be 100% engaging or short (laughs) but this (laughs) is like a cool 90 minutes and I'm in (laughs) because if I'm like if I'm watching them at home say I rent them on like Amazon or whatever if it's brand new or it's just released on Netflix or one of the other streaming channels if I'm watching what should be a really good film but I find that I am scrolling through social media more than Mm. I'm watching the screen then there's a problem and it's not me (laughs) it could be me but it probably isn't and even though I was at the cinema and I had my phone switched off and in my bag and I wasn't you know paying attention to that I barely looked away from the screen for any reason when I was watching Halloween Kills I was just Mm -hmm. there and it goes at such a pace yeah it's just it is non-stop all the way through and I was just with it all the way I mean I think I said to you and Lee in our chat about a couple that were a few seats in front of me who were obviously annoyed that the downward light, which is there for safety reasons, so you can see the steps and not fall off over tip down them, um, went out to the ODM people and said, can you switch off the lights? And they switched on and off very quickly what they thought were the lights they meant, which are these mini floodlights. So no, it's the other ones. And I think she got told, no, they're the safety lights so you can see the stairs. <laughs> I mean, I give them their due. They did at least wait until, and I found this different for a film, actually. They waited until the opening credits to get up and move. Yeah. And I'm glad they did then because they kept distracting me every time they were talking to each other. They weren't talking loudly. But they were just in my eye line. And once you notice mm. something, you can't not. Yeah. I, I've got to say, I'm still... <sighs> I miss the cinema in the sense of the scale and the experience of the film. I do not miss the cinema 
in the sense of other people being around me. Yeah. And not just for COVID reasons, just because largely they're quite annoying. They are. <laughs> I know. It's, I mean, I, I'm the same. I'm exactly the same. I missed the cinema. I missed it more than theatre. I missed the, you know, the smell of fresh popcorn being made or at least reheated. And <laughs> yeah, fresh in advertising. Fresh, fresh in the same. And going in, sitting down and, and that experience I did not miss the other moviegoers, just the annoying ones, because there's either the idiots that are on their their phones. And I'm sorry, but I also go to watch the trailers. I like trailers. I don't want to see your phone screen about six rows ahead of me because I can see it through the corner of the gap in the chair because it'll annoy me. And then I don't trust that you're going to switch it off during the film. And then that's going to annoy me. (laughs) And then there's the people that are chatting away whilst you're trying to listen to a scene. It's like, shut up. Yeah, there was uh, when me and my mum went to see The Greatest Showman, somebody about five minutes into the film just ran into the cinema, threw two milkshakes into the crowd and ran back out. (laughs) And uh, one of them, one of them landed in the row in front of me and my mum. So it somehow splashed up onto our feet. Uh, but we were like, I mean, we did get offered free tickets when we came out, and I was like, do you know what? I've got a cinema card, so it's much of nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. I- I'm not getting anything free out of it. And my mum was like, I'm not going to come back to this cinema because it's in Birmingham and I live in Stafford. So, um, <laughs> but and we we just watched the film. Like, we just got some tissue and sorted our shoes out, just watched the film anyway. So it's not like we missed anything. But like, I just thought, like, why do people like, especially when you've got to pay cinema milkshake prices? But anyway, I could talk about cinema etiquette till the cows. Come home but instead i'm going to talk to you about a really stupid movie that i watched i hope you're prepared for this oh i'm ready for it. <laughs> uh how how much do you care about wrestling <laughs> i barely care about it at all so okay okay cool uh so do you know of the undertaker oh is this his thing that's is it on netflix i think i haven't watched it but i saw the trailer and i was like isn't oh, that the you? undertaker <laughs> Oh, Jenny, it's so stupid, but I loved it. So, yeah, Netflix released a film called Escape the Undertaker, and it is an interactive movie. So um, the plot of it is that you play as the New Day, who are like a relative, well, I say relatively new, they've been knocking around a few years now, tag team group of three dudes who are going to the Undertaker's big mansion house thing to try and steal the urn that gives him his power so that they can have it and, I don't know, do a good wrestle with it, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's so fucking stupid but I had such a laugh <laughs> like it was like it was like Bandersnatch but with like just zero stakes it's just funny so I <laughs> I played mostly as Big E who who <laughs> accidentally touched the urn right at the start because of me and, and it started sucking his soul out so the rest of the new day <laughs> had to try and sort his soul and uh, oh my god I just had so much fun because like with uh like interact i haven't done many like interactive films or tv shows and stuff except bandersnatch and i actually found bandersnatch quite stressful because you feel like you can definitely go wrong in bandersnatch in a way that will make you feel like an idiot rather than just having a laugh like it feels like charlie brooker wants to mock you rather than have you have a fun time whereas this is just like if you go wrong you've accidentally killed one of the the new day Like the Undertaker's just murdered him. Just I don't know, like pile driven him to death or something. Like it's really funny. I managed to get through it without anybody dying. Although yeah. I will say, and this is a bit of a spoiler, like there's not a lot I can spoil for you because I didn't obviously I haven't seen technically the whole film because I haven't made every single choices. choice. And yeah. yeah. 
But I will say, if you have a phobia of spiders like I do, uh-huh. when you get to the bit where you have to face one of the new day's fears, do not pick Big E's. <laughs> because you might you might have discovered that Big E might be my favourite um, from the new day, which is why I kept pressing him for like all the options. Uh, so Big E's phobia is spiders. And, and what happens is it cuts to like... Uh, the Undertaker has got him like strapped to a chair. It's almost like fucking saw. He's got him strapped to a chair and there's like a Pyrex box on his head. And oh. then there's like a tube just coming from the box and just spiders are coming down it. Oh. Just loads of spiders. But the worst part I found, it wasn't just one type of spider. Like it wasn't just like, oh, there's four tarantulas in there. It was like, oh, there's four tarantulas. Here's a couple of house spiders. Oh. Here's a couple of those brown ones with the really fucking long legs. Like, they were just, and I was just like, oh, God. Because weirdly, tarantulas, I can watch on TV because I know I'm not going to see a tarantula in my house. And yeah. they look so different to like a house spider that I can cope. But yeah. like, all the other like little spiders that were in there with him, I was like, I was like, Rich, you're going to have to take the controller because if anything comes up on the screen that I've got to choose, I can't look at it. (laughs) (laughs) So he was like having to read out the options to me. So that, cause I just, Oh God, I got so itchy. Yeah. It's proper. There's like, they're on his head. They're on his face. Like he doesn't, that can't be his actual phobia. Because what is it with stuff like when you see like creepy crawlies and shit like that you automatically feel itchy well like so i've <laughs> i was saying this to barry nugent after did you watch the episode of the mandalorian with the big white spider-like aliens in it yeah yeah okay creepy. so i couldn't i couldn't watch all of that it made me feel awful all over yeah. but i was saying to barry the problem with the spider phobia is that if you're scared of say i don't know clowns It's Mm. super unlikely you're going to see a clown that day, especially if you're staying in your house. So, like, you're fine. If you're scared of sharks, you're not likely to see a shark unless you go to the ocean or the sea life centre. So you can (laughs) avoid seeing a shark. But if I watch a film with a spider in, like, a spider can appear in my house later that day. So I will then be on edge for the rest of the day thinking there's a spider on me, on the wall in a yeah. corner in my bathroom light fitting waiting to fucking pounce like, <laughs> like i'm just like no it ruins my whole day especially like sometimes at night i'm in bed and i might think out of the corner of my eye i see like a shadow or something moving across the wall next to my bed yeah I'm like, and i have to check that make sure that's not a spider yeah. they don't always bother me but if they're on the ceiling above my bed on the wall next to my bed or a windowsill and every once in a while, the little buggers have crawled up, obviously, onto the top blanket. Yeah. And th- there was one night where I thought I saw something scurry along and I just kind of brushed my hand along thinking, oh, it's probably it's probably nothing. Next thing I know, the, the little fucker is there. So I'm like throwing my covers off and I hear a thud. You think that is a bit bigger than I wanted it to be. <laughs> and then I'm trying to find it so I can quite frankly kill it because I don't need that in my bedroom whilst I'm sitting. And I couldn't. I hurt myself trying to kill it. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think I stubbed my thumb or something. I thought that hurt because I bent the nail back. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I don't like where this conversation's gone, but the long story short is that like, if you fancy <laughs> a bit of a laugh, a bit of a spooky adjacent laugh, because it's not really that scary. Yeah. Um, and if you want to know how I did, I did save Big E's soul and get the urn. So, you know. Oh, well done. Get me. <laughs> do you want to <laughs> Even do you wanna though know... I shit myself. <laughs> 
<laughs> something I'm watching that is nowhere near as fun because that one sounds fun, but I'm watching it and now I've started it. I'm going to have to watch it to the end just to find out who the killer is. Right. But I'm watching the I Know What You Did Last Summer series on Amazon. Okay. And, and it is shit. I'll be honest. I don't care about any of the characters. They're all horrible people. And the fact they're being picked off one at a time, I don't mind. And it's quite, <laughs> it's, quite honestly, some of the kills are pretty good. You know, one bloke went to go save, I think, his fiance because he was trapped under dumbbells or he was just the coach. I'm not sure what the relationship was. That's how much <laughs> I don't care. And so he goes to lift the dumbbell off and somehow the killer has set it up so that this sidebar or whatever will fall away so he fell off down onto the basketball court because he was like up a flight or something i don't know he's up a level and he fell and hurt himself and then then by doing that a rope fell and like you know the like the hand dumbbells you you can use yeah one of those fell that was being tied up because it was one big trap basically and that fell down and smashed the the, the fiance's head in Looked disgusting, but was kind of cool. And then the guy that obviously was a part of a hit and run the summer before, which is why they're now being killed off. He falls and hurts himself. He's in a lot of pain. And then the killer just appears and starts hacking his head off. But the thing is, it's not very good. It's (laughs) it's not brilliantly acted. Like I said, I don't care about the characters. They're not nice. Who I thought was the killer actually probably isn't because they really are quite dead. And then their body just got set fire to like... Darth Vader, but put out on the on the sea, um, oh. cremated because it's. I think it's set in Hawaii. I, I think that's where it's set. Uh, um, <laughs> You've really not been paying any attention. <laughs> I'm literally scrolling, but then something spooky happens. And, you know, it is because the music changes and you know stuff. And then I'm watching, and I was like, oh, are they dead yet? Just okay. So it's not the twin sister that they've accidentally killed, but they've actually killed who they think is their friend of the twin sisters, isn't. They've killed their friend, but the, the other, it's a bit convoluted. <laughs> it's like you've got these twin sisters. One's a, a bitch who seems a bit of a sex addict and doesn't mind who she has the sex with as long as she's having it and filming it. And then you've got the other sister that's a bit of a um, depressed girl who misses their dead mum and stuff. Mm. And they have a big argument and one throws her necklace that she's always wearing that as her mother's at the twin as she storms out. And so the bitchy twin is wearing a necklace and the not so bitchy twin, quite frankly, she's bitchy too. Let's be honest. Gets in her sister's Jeep to drive away and her sister's friends all get in the Jeep with her. So, you know, driving along sounds a bit familiar to the films in a way, doesn't it? You know, and they hit the other twin and kill her. So the friends think that, oh, that's the quiet, slightly depressive, like everyone hates her because she hates everyone twin. It's not. It's actually their friend. And that other girl, it's just uh, mistaken identities, <laughs> twins. And you think for a moment, ah, oh, the twin didn't really die because there were lots of noises going on that made it sound like she was actually still alive, you know. And then her body floats up in the sea whilst the other twin who is alive is floating in the sea just because a thing happened that was really weird that I still don't really understand. <laughs> and it turns out she was dead. It's like, oh, so who is the killer, you see? I'm not as smart as Miss Marple, so I can't figure it out. Yeah, so, I'm not very good at figuring these things out unless they're very obvious. 
exactly um, i don't um, know if i'm going to bother with this if i'm, <laughs> if mate, I'm 100% i 100 honest because i don't think i cared about the movie so i quite liked the movies because at the time there's like there was a lot of it going on you had like scream that started it all off again in the 90s that was the rekindling of the slasher so you had scream and then you had i know what you did last summer and then you had urban legends and fatal what the hell was it called <laughs> fatal destination that's the one <laughs> this was it that Final, Final destination, destination, not fatal. Yeah. Same thing, really. Yeah, it began with an F and ended with an L. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I I could quite easily say, don't watch it. I'll just tell you what happened. Fair enough. I'll do that then. Like but, if I was going to recommend like a horror TV show to people, I would definitely t- say to start watching the new Chucky show. Oh, I want to see that. Oh, it's so good. Like I think the fact that it's got um. Brad Dourif and mm. it, right is it is it Doug is it Mancini or Mancini uh, Don even oh my god why are we so shit at names I want to say it's Mancini <sighs> but I bet it's Mancini but I I would say I genuinely don't know and I'm very sorry Me um, too. but the fact that they're involved is good news I am already I think I can't remember if we've watched two or three episodes but I'm a thousand percent on board because child's play weirdly i hadn't seen any child's play movies until like a year or two ago and then i watched them all and i legit think it's one of my favorite horror franchises simply because chucky is such a raging cunt i love it (laughs) like he's just constantly calling everybody like bitch and tart slag and he's like stabbing and doing you know tiny person murders like he's just so funny i love him so much like because I don't know why, before I'd seen it, I didn't know that there was like that sort of voodoo soul of a killer is in the doll. Like I thought it was just a doll that had gone awry. So I was (laughs) expecting Chucky to be like, oh, I want to play and then smack you in the head. Uh, So the fact that he he comes out and he's just like, fucking die, you bitch. And you're like, ah, (laughs) I absolutely love him. He's so wonderful. So like just having more of that on my screen is like, yes, I'm so I I love it. I know I've seen Child's Play, but I, it's it was obviously so long ago I can't remember it. But I know it. I think it's still on Netflix. So I'm gonna have to rewatch it. Yeah, because I genuinely he's... think that whole franchise is brilliant. Except there's one movie where they introduce his kid. I can't remember if it. Is that Seed of Chucky? Seed of Chucky. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And it yeah. is crap. Like that one's crap. I'll skip that one. Yeah, I just think they got like the design of the puppet just mm. wrong and bad. And a lot of it, like, isn't very scary. And there's, like, Chucky's not as fun in it. And they do, like, a whole sort of, like... They do, like, a whole thing where the the, the kid is, like, sort of... I don't know if he's gender fluid or trans. I can't... Yeah. They, because they don't... They bring it up as a sort of, like, well, hey, look at this weird thing we're throwing in. But then they don't actually really do anything, do anything. with it that's worthwhile in any way. Yeah. Uh, so... Because uh, it's quite interesting, actually, that in the Chucky TV show, there's a brief moment where he's talking to this gay kid and he's like, look, I've got a, I've got a queer son. I know how it is. <laughs> I was like, Brilliant. Chucky, you dickhead. <laughs> like, he's like such a dick bag, like making out like he's like the world's greatest dad. <laughs> oh, I loved it so much. Yeah, I'm I, all about that. I um, like, like quick stop moments on things I've been watching again that I've really enjoyed. I rewatched some of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. So I bought the box oh, set on, nice. on Blu-ray. And I've always loved the first one. And I've always, always loved New Nightmare, which came before Scream. So it was sort of meta knowing of itself before Scream really did it. That self-referential type. 
yeah. horror movie. And I still think it's freaky as fuck. Um, it still creeps me out a bit when I watch it. But um, a lot of the the nightmares in between I hadn't seen. I've still not watched number two yet, and I will do eventually. Yeah. But I, I watched number three, Dream Warriors. <gasps> Dream Warriors. That's one of my favourite ones. It's so good. So good. So good. I mean, I could probably get away with not watching the rest of them after that. I think until you probably could. <laughs> nightmare. Because I still think New Nightmare is terrific, and it's I think it still stands up to being really creepy, yeah. just like Number One does. I still think the original Nightmare Number One's terrifying, man. And I hate the remake, but I think the original Nightmare is is so good. And because you know, using practical effects, I think makes all the difference. Oh, and when I was a kid, I saw <laughs> I accidentally saw a bit of a Nightmare on Elm Street when I was like eight or nine yeah. and i just walked into the living room because i couldn't sleep for whatever reason i was like mom and i happened to look at the screen when you know the bit when they're in the school and there's like a corpse in a body bag yeah sort yeah. of standing there all mangled and bleeding yeah. and i was just like well i'm never sleeping again <laughs> just like the song says right <laughs> <laughs> and that's just it's like like those elements of night because i think i watched my first nightmare when I was about that age because I was homesick from school and mum got it out for me on video. Oh my God. I know. I was like, I really want to watch a film. I think she came home with like four or five. I can't remember number four or number five. It doesn't stay in my memory having watched it. So it obviously wasn't very good, <laughs> but, yeah. but I've always enjoyed it. And I just, I watched the documentary, which you can find on YouTube and it was really interesting. And I've watched some of the special features on the discs, like in the original film, when they've got all that blood gushing in, when Nancy's best friend is is murdered yeah. by Freddie, and they were saying how they did it, and they actually twisted the entire room like it was on a like it's on a wheel, like they turned the whole room, and it completely freaked out the, the the cast and crew doing it because you couldn't tell, you know, if you actually were standing on the flat ground, if you were upside <laughs> down, if you and they like got vertigo and oh, it was awful. And then when they did the Johnny Depp scene, <laughs> he like <laughs> spun it on those blood rushes out everywhere, but it completely fused everything as well and cause massive problems look good though oh yeah it looks amazing awesome <laughs> that's a trip i did get a bit emotional when nancy died in the third one i should say spoiler but let's be honest it's very old it's very old and i uh, feel like if you're the kind of person who's gonna watch all of the nightmare on elm streets you've done it by now <laughs> exactly exactly anything else i would say if i was to give say a top i want to say five but i'm probably going to go over it like a top watch for halloween movies I would say, you know, look at your classics like Halloween mm-hmm. and and Nightmare on Elm Street. Friday the 13th actually is very good, but I didn't find it that scary. But the original is yeah. very good because it's such a twist. But also Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You, I think, are superb and so yeah. funny. And they the second good. one I thought was very emotional with the storytelling in it. Mm. Freaky is so funny. <laughs> Freaky's great. I and wasn't expecting so to like that because I'm not the world's biggest Vince Vaughn fan. And I thought it could so easily have gone into like I a man acting like an idiot, but yeah, yeah. But it was really good. I enjoyed that, and some of the Fear Street films I enjoyed. I think the middle one was my favourite, but I've like watched them and I don't need to see them again now. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same. Like I've, I'm happy I watched them, but yeah, yeah. I don't think they'll be troubling my eyeballs again no. in the future. Like I, because uh, me and Rich are trying to pick our Halloween movies. We're picking three each to watch on Halloween. Yeah, but we're trying not to watch the, any of the same ones that we watched last year. Okay. So last year we watched. Uh, so on the Friday night we watched because Halloween was a Saturday last year. On the Friday night we watched Halloween. 
Yeah. The 78 one. And then, see, I hate that I have to fucking caveat that just to make something else. Yeah. Oh, new Halloween. Like, yeah. fucking whatever. Anyway. Uh, and then on the Saturday, we watched The Thing, yeah. Scream, American Werewolf in London, which is the best werewolf movie ever made. And True. I'm not going to take any other opinions. Night of the Creeps, which was quite funny and good. Ooh. House on Haunted Hill with Vincent Price, which I loved purely for no other reason than that skeleton sorting around. I just around. watched it last night. Oh so my God, that good. skeleton that's just sorting around towards the oh. end and just like casually pushes a lady into a well or whatever it is. Like, I was crying. I love that. that was- what else did we watch? Did I say The Shining? We watched The Shining. I'm not keen um, on that. Doctor Sleep, though, I really like. And that's creepy I as fuck. Doctor Sleep, I thought was fine, but I, I could have done with it being just a little bit twitter, just a bit less long. Yeah. Snip it, just snip it, snip a couple of bits out. Yeah. And I would have been fine. So yeah, so this year I think it's going to be Train to Busan. Yeah. Nobody who's listening to this is going to care, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I think I'm going to Train <laughs> to Busan. I think I'm going to go with Relic, which is a movie that came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. Directed by a lady, Australian lady, which is a film. It's like a mental health horror. It's like a film that's very much about dementia, but also yeah. it's well spooky in it. And then my third choice, I, I can't decide between it part one, because I feel like it's stupid to watch part one of a thing, but I don't want to watch part two again because it's crap. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's or, fair. Yeah, or Dream Warriors, which I know makes no sense because I just said watching one part of a two-part thing is silly. So watching part three of a seven-part thing is even sillier, but it's good though. <laughs> but Yeah, but I think also you can watch Dream Warriors because it's – Yes, it's part three of a longer piece, but you could also say it's also its own film because it's yeah. apart apart from Nancy and her dad, it's a completely new cast and he, they're doing something slightly different. Yeah. And fuck it, it's really fun. Why not just it's watch really it? It's really fun. And the, the other two films I picked are really hard going. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. I should pick so you want something? Fun. You want something light? <laughs> I think for Halloween this year, I'll most likely watch Halloween '78 because Halloween. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I've been watching a few, you know, different nights this month anyway. I've definitely not been able to do 31 nights of Halloween. That's just not happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'll probably watch the original Haunting, which from, oh, let me look. I think it's like the 1950s. What was it? No, it was 1963, oh, The Haunting, okay. which yeah. mum and dad got me for Christmas last year. It's black and white movie. It's basically, it's the house on Haunted Hill. So the the house the haunting of hill house or whatever that we that i watched last night with vincent price that you've watched yeah and the tv show on netflix and the haunting from i think the early 2000s oh god the one with owen wilson yeah i watched it the other night it's still uh, really i remember liking it at the time but it is actually quite shit oh i liked it at the time and then i remember coming back to it like maybe four or five years ago and i was like okay this isn't scary it's actually really shit and everybody in it is crap exactly um but they're all based off of the same novel um and they're all based off of the haunting hill house so but i'm probably going to watch the haunting if i don't watch it on halloween i'll probably watch it like the night before or something Mm. i don't know what else yet maybe carrie i do quite like carrie do you know i've never seen carrie i'm gonna watch it it's interesting so i read the book and i liked that a lot so I'd give the film a try i i i really enjoy it i mean i agree with you about it chapter one and chapter two i loved chapter one and i think they dropped the ball on chapter two i liked yeah. the cast but i think they dropped the ball yeah um, i don't know how they they made it so that in the first film pennywise was genuinely terrifying like i saw that yeah. at the cinema with my mom around my birthday and we both like constantly were jumping and squealing and being yeah, absolute terrible nightmare assholes and then yeah. i watched the second one with rich and i was like none of this is sc- like that 
I mean, I've talked about it before, so nobody really needs to hear this, but like that bit where Bev goes back to her old house yeah. and that old lady starts just having like saggy tits and whatever. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, that's not scary. You've made that to make us laugh. Like, there's no reason to design that so that her tits are swinging around in the breeze yeah. unless you want us to laugh. And I don't want to laugh. I came to this and this, for the scares. Because the shame of that section is, like, before she turns into that weird saggy tit monster. She's really creepy as fuck. Oh, yeah, it's quite tense, that scene, until then. (laughs) Exactly, because there's that moment where she's she's just standing in the background, just looking like standing with the kind of pose that Pennywise would have. Yeah. Just like the woman in the library in Chapter 1, that kind of hunched up shoulders looking down. And that is really creepy, but then you do the monster with the saggy tears, and it's like... Well, I just feel like I've watched that scene from The Shining and it's not that scary because yeah. I don't I don't find Kubrick's Shining scary at all. Do you know, I think I associate that with being scared because the first time I saw The Shining was actually on a Halloween club night at a club with uh, yeah. like techno music playing. OK, so I just kept having fun with my mates and then looking up and seeing like a nightmare of blood pouring out of a lift <laughs> or like, you know, a, a sort of half corpse lady like trying to drag herself out of a bathtub and it was like really freaking me out so i've sort of i've got that residual like tension of like oh god i'm uncomfortable and i really hate the little voice that the kid does when he's talking to his little oh yeah i don't like that either no i'm not keen on that i don't like it i would i would recommend the original 1974 black christmas because it's brilliant and it if you watch it because it has a thin link to Halloween in 78 because Carpenter asked the director of um, Black Christmas what would a sequel be if he made one and he kind of described it as like a the killer of um, Black Christmas like he would escape mental institute and hunt people and that's basically what Carpenter then went and made yeah so but I would not watch any of the remakes or sequels oh I saw the one that came out it was either last year or early this year yeah yeah and it was yeah. dreadful I am um, I'm 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 very sorry to cut you off a bit, no, but I've just noticed how long we've been waffling. I know it's like and, two hours. Um, I know, and also I need a wee. The, the, this is becoming <laughs> a theme of podcasts are only ending because I need a wee. It's fine because um, my bladder has made itself aware to me also. <laughs> so, do you want to do a very quick musical recommendation before we both go and pee? Uh, yeah. Synchronize peeing. <laughs> I was I was thinking seriously about this about what can I recommend. That would be creepy and scary and not the monster mash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was thinking of the theme to A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original. Oh, OK. Because I loves it. It's Charles Bernstein or Bernstein, depending on uh, how you want to pronounce it. But the, the main title theme from A Nightmare on Elm Street from the, what was it, 1984? I want yes. to say. <laughs> I want to agree with you, but I don't know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going to do a quick IMDb, maybe while you yeah, say what are. yours is. Okay. Well, mine is a very easy pick. I went with Ghost again, even though I picked them the other day, yeah. uh, because they did a song for Halloween Kills called Hunter's yeah. Moon, and it's very, very good. It is good. Um, and it did tickle me slightly that on the, Rich was telling me on the Ghost subreddit or whatever, uh, some bloke was complaining that, oh, I went to see Halloween Kills, and fucking Hunter's Moon ain't even in it. What's that about? <laughs> and I was like, oh no, you poor man. That you, he's like, It sounded genuinely like he'd only gone to see Halloween Kills to experience that, that song, song in it. And I was like, oh no, like we all knew when it came out that was going to be a credits situation credits. Yeah. but what i found quite interesting was that the movie that's on, that 
the movie, the version that's in the credits is different to the one that's on Spotify. And there's elements of each that are like better than the other. Which is oh, okay. quite interesting. So uh, I don't know if they've released like the movie version on Spotify know. or not, but it's I definitely think, different. I think they've released the score because it's, it's John Carpenter, his yeah. son and his godson, I think, that have done it again because they did Halloween 2018. And they've done this one. So I think yeah. it might be that might be on Spotify. Whether they've put it on to that soundtrack, which they sometimes do, it might be there. Yeah, um, I'll have to have a look. If yeah. not, I'll just put the non-movie version on there because it's still good on the yeah. uh, on the parlour recommendations playlist, which you can check out at your leisure. <laughs> and it was 1984. Well done. <laughs> um, and that theme is that well, the, the majority of that soundtrack is on Spotify, so you can find that there too. And any yes. other music streaming sites that you may use. <laughs> I use Spotify, so... <laughs> yeah, me too. I know it sounds really bad, because that's the one that apparently does artists the dirtiest, but yeah. it's, it's the one that I've got, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the one that I use and use for everything and, and pay for. Because uh, yeah, um, yeah, I was going to just say, like, do you know what, the Halloween soundtrack, because I think the Halloween yeah. 2018 soundtrack is, is amazing, the score, yeah. um, and I'm going to listen to Kills uh, probably when I work tomorrow. <laughs> Not because Fair. work's bad, but, you know... <laughs> But um, yeah. I could have what a soundtrack like, to get him yeah. to work. <laughs> oh, I've got to design Christmas pages. Oh, kill. <laughs> I could have just said, oh, yeah, the Halloween theme, the, uh, theme, but that seems too obvious. But I think actually that is creepy as all get out. But I think the themes of the Nightmare on Elm Street is creepy as. Um, so, yeah, yeah. That, I think that's that's the one. I almost picked the music box theme from the first Candyman. Oh, yeah. Movie, because that is creepy as shit. I don't know what it is about, like, music boxes or, like, kids singing music, things and, and yeah. stuff. Like, it's instantly it's creepy to me whether it's meant to be or not. No, it's so true. It's like <laughs> the kids kids singing the Freddy tune, you know, one, two, he's coming for you. Yeah. Like, like plinky, plonky, kiddie pianos, they freak me out. Yeah. And, like, say so music boxes. boxes. Yeah. Can't be doing with that. That's just all completely yeah. wrong and, and it shouldn't be done, <laughs> ever. I almost said... Because scream music quite a lot. Um, That song Red Right Hand. Oh, yeah. I think it's a great track. I had to double check what I said last year or actually just (laughs) just visit the the parlours recommends because I was going to be like, oh, cry little sister. Oh, no, I said that one already. (laughs) It's already there. (laughs) You did indeed. I love how this podcast now has mostly become us just talking really quickly about random things that we like. Just like, oh, what about that? That's also good. Right. Yeah. This we definitely needs to happen. Jenny, yeah. is there anything you'd like to plug before I go have a whiz? <laughs> There's not much point because I haven't done anything about any of them for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> but if you if you want to holler at me, then at AngelJ5 on the Twitters. And I, Excellent. I think on the Instas as well. Splendid. Yeah. Thank That's you it. so much for joining me for this particularly spooky, oh. scary episode of The Parlour. Oh, thank um, you for having me. It's been great fun. Listeners, let us know what you watched this Halloween, if you've got scary things on the horizon. I I can imagine there's probably like a small handful of listeners who are like, I wish you hadn't talked so much about spiders. And (laughs) I watched My Little Pony on Halloween because you scared me too much. And that's, that's the kind of listeners totally I hope you acceptable. have. I think that's totally <laughs> acceptable. If you want to watch like a Disney movie, go ahead. Although don't watch Princess and the Frog because that's actually legit scary. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Just go and watch The Muppets Haunted Mansion, which I started watching and thought that's not for my age group. Um, <laughs> but I'll probably oh, I was going to give that it. a whirl. But, um, I'm going to watch it. I haven't finished it, but it was a bit, bit of a weak start. But I'll go back to it. Right. 
the so, end. I love you, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Ooh, scary. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to stacysparlour at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month. Mwah! <laughs>